um, my first film I ever worked on was Moonlight, which is the one that won an Oscar, um, is can you edit a video? A lot right. of streamers have a lot of content and they don't have a lot of time to make yeah. a quick video to put on YouTube. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today we're here with Asuki. Asuki, how how are you? How's how's life in uh, where are you based in the U.S. again? I'm in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Dallas, Texas. Gotta represent. Yeah. Gotta represent. How how are Literally. you? I'm good. How are you? How's everything been for you guys on your side of the world? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's good over here. You know, it's uh, we're just just preparing. You know, for a very exciting. You know, sporting global invitational esports as well happening in a few months' time. So you know, we're also excited to have you part of that. But for now, you know, we're uh, we're gonna have a great talk with you about your experience, your uh, I guess passion for gaming and filmmaking and and all this this cool stuff. But I mean, like, I just gotta ask, you gotta tell me first and foremost, like, where does the name of Asuki come from? Like, give us the background oh here. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, um, Azuki. I'm in my 30s now, so Azuki is a very, very old username. And the way that it came about was, um, I'm a huge anime fan. I grew up watching Japanese cartoons. Yeah. And um, I was 13 years old, and I was writing my own little comic books, mangas. Yeah. And I made yeah. up a character named Azuki. Nice. And I, yeah, so I've like lived my life through her. She was like this really cool, like magical, like half like, like beast, like awesome, cool creature kind of girl. Anyway, right. um, so that name ended up sticking with me throughout high school. Yeah. So <laughs> I didn't know what else to name myself, and I tried. I tried to think of other things, like, huh, let me try this name. I'm like, no, that doesn't fit. Yeah. So I ended up with Azuki, from 13 years old until my 30s right now, and it's still going, you know. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense though, right? I mean, like, why why change something that works, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people kind of make fun of me sometimes over it. I, I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. I think it's a cool name. <laughs> you know, we, we, we support it. Sporting Global supports Azuki. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it kind of rolls off your tongue too, Azuki. Right. Right? No, Which, no, but I mean, like people, people don't think about that enough, though. Like, I mean, like I, I mean, like without like going like too much out of you know scope with, with with the topic here. But I mean, like I remember like when I was like trying to figure out the name of the company, like Sporting Global, and and I I used so long time on like what are we gonna call it and like what is the branding and all this around it? Because I mean, like at the end of the day, like this is what people are gonna remind remember you about right and and i mean like it was something already that you had a great like connection with like something that you know you can re relate to and, and i guess like as you said it's like it's easy you know and and i guess like i almost have to like add this as, as since we talked with like bbxh as well and i asked her about the name and she's like you know it's also good because it started with like the letter b and you're like you're right because she ends up like before on the I don't know, like on the streaming and all this stuff when people like yeah. try to search for you, which is always a pleasure. So I told her like, oh shit, I should have chosen something else than the Sporting Global. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is a good, that is a good point because like my name starts with A obviously. So yeah. I tend to be on the top of the list as well. Right. So as, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 that's a huge perk as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
but uh but but where essentially i guess like did your passion for for gaming start i guess like you talk a little bit about your anima anime anima the magma and all this <laughs> stuff and uh, anime oh my god i can't anime. Even, i can't even speak today <laughs> um but but just tell us a little bit about like sort of like the i guess the love and passion for gaming how did that come yeah. to life okay so first of all i grew up with all male cousins right. <laughs> as a kid yeah so you can only imagine like we uh, me as a six-year-old uh just <laughs> seven-year-old playing all these like different games like on the atari and then i remember playing a lot of mortal kombat growing up as well Damn. but <laughs> the one that fueled it the most was my dad my dad is a gamer believe it or not hmm. yeah so he had all the systems growing up we had um a turbo graphics dx yeah. That is the old school, you know, like I've never heard about it. I'm not gonna lie. No. Oh my god. Okay. So he had <laughs> that and and they're like little cart there's not even cartridges. They're like little they look like almost credit cards and you yeah. slip them in oh. and then you play your game, right? Right. And right. um they had games like uh Bonk's Big Adventure, uh Blazing Lasers and a bunch of other really important games to, to yeah, yeah. what we know now. So yeah. I grew awesome. up with him gaming with me as a kid yeah and it just kind of snowballs from there you know right right but that, that that's pretty awesome though i mean like uh it's it's i mean like it, it always tends to start with like the parents right yeah <laughs> you know somehow you're lucky though <laughs> yeah i mean like plus i mean like it, it's always something right and then i guess like as you said with your cousins and everything too like just having that you know access and i guess like everyone's sort of like just playing and and i mean like even to today right i think it's just like with the pandemic and everything going on as well like it's sort of like that gaming and the the playing games you know just having that community and and then being able to do that it's it, it it's it's a lot of value to it and a lot of fun you know stories i guess you have from uh from 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 going back a little bit you know into the into where it all started but uh, yeah. But but true that as well, I guess you um you know you've been developing you know yourself as a as a streamer and content creator and also like film creator, I guess I would I would almost say. Yeah. And, and and if you look at like a little bit into like okay, you 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 started with you know playing with your dad and like with your cousins and all this, and, and when when did it kind of like you know go a little bit more serious, I guess, and and, and the aspect of becoming mm. a streamer and content creator and filmmaker, where where did that start? Okay. So filmmaking is something I've been wanting to do since I was very young, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I I didn't I didn't realize it until I was about 15 years old. Um yeah. but when I was when I was really little, like seven, same thing, about the same age, my dad had a camcorder and mm. I would be like, Okay, dad, all right, you're gonna grab this camera and I need <laughs> you to film right over there. Yeah. And then you're gonna do this to the camera when I'm over here doing this, okay? And then right. oh my gosh. He would, you know, he would do it and I come back and I'm like, okay, dad, let me see it again. And I'm like, no, you did it wrong. So like, I had a little bit of a director in me. Yeah. There are VHS tapes, I promise you. Yeah, and, yeah um, for sure. So then like, I I didn't know it at that time, but when I got to high school and then I started making my own videos, I was about 14 when I did my first YouTube videos. Nice. Um, and it, it kept going from there. And then that's when I realized um, that I really wanted to be in the film industry. Mm. So I continued to create. And then um, eventually went to college and got a degree in it and got really lucky meeting some really amazing people while I was filming my right. own movies. Yeah. And then that's kind of like what got me where I am today. Basically. Right. Right. Yeah. 
and, and then later i guess on on the streaming and and being like it you know full-time twitch streamer and all this stuff yeah. like we're i mean like we talk about you talk a lot about your your i guess like your inner director came out early yeah <laughs> you know which yeah. is which is awesome uh but uh but kind of like on the on the streaming side of things like when when you when did you kind of like realize okay like i want to do like you know streamer you know being a streamer being like a content creator like kind of like just going live i guess which is which is a whole different aspect you know of sitting instead of being directing and behind the scenes like now you're you know front camera face face on live you know it's gotta ha happen on the spot uh take us a little bit through like that process okay so Obviously, I've been a gamer since I was very young. Yeah. Um, about in my early teens, I started playing World of Warcraft. Mm. And it kind of just kept going for like a long time, for years yeah. and years. And then I started going to BlizzCon mm. years ago, long time ago. Like 2010 was probably my first BlizzCon. Right. And one year that I went, I forget which year exactly. I think it was like 2012. Yeah. I went and I was I was a very competitive girl too because I played F, like competitively in Counter Strike, hmm. um, and I did Cal, so right. the CAL basically was like a league. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I went to BlizzCon and I was watching some of the tournaments like Heroes of the Storm because I was really into that at the time, and I realized oh my god there's no females that are representing, um, Heroes like any any games really competitively, and I got I went home, I started my own esports team nice and i ran that team and i and then i started a twitch for the team yeah and it was then that i started streaming i started streaming mm. our practices i started streaming kind of like what the the other point of views and then eventually after a few years of, do, of managing this team i i decided i'm just gonna focus on myself now yeah yeah and, and compete myself you know compete at, compete and push myself out there so sure. i kind of like it was kind of like a transitional phase, really. Yeah. And that's really where it started. Like after coming back and starting the esports team. Well, I mean, like that, that that's kind of like a, a cool story, though, because I mean, like now you kind of like just, I guess, like uh, if you're going to use like a gaming term, like leveled up <laughs> in, a, in a sense from like each, I don't know, like go to the next level. I, I wouldn't even say like level up because I mean, like there's, there's different categories here of, of things and, and different roles, you know, and, and yeah. as you say, like, you know, having that director role, then like, you know, managing a team and, and now kind of like, you know, streaming yourself. And, and I guess like, um, you know, if you're looking a little bit into that, I guess the the film industry in, in itself and sort of like working on projects, you know, um, such as, you know, Umbrella Academy season two and, and Moonlight, uh, I guess like what, what key lessons did you bring with you, you know, from the director head, I guess, in a sense, when you went into the streaming world? And now I'm thinking like, not for the team, but from for yourself, you know? Okay. So working on films, um, my first film I ever worked on was Moonlight, which is the one that won an Oscar. Um, I didn't do any anything more than like uh, all the office work and, and set work. Sure. Uh, sure. But that that was teaching me how to film, how yeah. the process of how it went. Yeah. So I learned a lot from that. And that because of that, I was able to create a short documentary called Fight Like a Girl. Mm -hmm. And... I learned so much from that that I was able to put into my own work. And there's, I mean, like when you go on set, it is a completely different world than when you go to school for it. It is right. not really the same. There's, yes, it is, yeah. but it, it's the experience of it is completely different. Yeah. So, yeah, there was, 
there's a lot that I took from working on shows, on commercials, movies that I apply to my daily life and, and how I edit my videos, how I shoot them, how yeah. I put my team together and the budget and all of that, you know, comes yeah. from working closely, you know, on set. Right. And, and, and if we're talking a little bit about, you know, the your own film, like Five Like a Girl, you know, obviously, you know, you, 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 you won multiple awards for it too, which is, you know, super awesome. But tell us a little bit about, you know, the short film and, and I guess like the purpose behind it and kind of like what you saw and like, what was the reason behind, behind the film? Okay, so um, the biggest thing that we wanted to do was represent women in competitive gaming. Because sure, there's a lot of girls that play video games, uh, especially nowadays, it's, it's yeah. the bar is starting to raise. Yeah. But we wanted to make sure that we had focused on the women who are actually in competitions, tournaments, were traveling nationally, internationally to compete in either Smash Brothers or any game that that is, you know, out there. Yeah. And we don't have a lot of females who are like in the competitive, like in the light of the competitive scene. Right. So that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to encourage more women to break out um and actually put themselves out there because the reality is every it doesn't matter if you're a male or female you can be really good at a game the only thing is is that because i feel like a lot of women are more shy into getting into competitive scenes because mm -hmm. of you know the internet is not a very nice place sometimes right a lot right. of girls tend to take a backseat role and they manage instead or they do anything else other than compete yeah so, like, if you have a competition, there's like a hundred people, and then you have, you know, two girls out of the hundred people competing. It it becomes a number game, you know. Yeah. Like that's why they don't they're not on the spotlight so much because we need more yeah. quality and uh, like more women to compete. For so that's sure. really what it is. It's just it's just focusing on more women that are competing rather than just playing the game and trying to inspire more to get themselves out there and kind of even the playing field a little bit. Right. And I guess, like, as you were just saying there, right, is showcasing, you know, for more, you know, uh, female gamers and, and women out there that, okay, you can, you can be in the front seats, you know, it's, it's possible, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's other people doing it too. And, and I think like that kind of like also creates that spark and interest, right. Of like seeing like that it's possible. I mean, like we have kind of like, I guess in the same, the same issue, you know, in, in the sport industry in general of like working in professional sports as, you know, leaders administrators of what what it might be like there's there's more women there of course now but it's still kind of like you know uh imbalance so it's kind of like how do we help you know showcasing that you know there's there's equal opportunities and and there are room for everyone essentially you know based on your skills and performance and which is obviously you know very relatable in in, in gaming yeah. and, and kind of like competitive gaming per 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 se and 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 i guess i i also wanted to like talk a little bit about you know your you're being like a twitch streamer and and i guess mm -hmm. as well you know first of all congrats on being a partner uh with the company yeah. here, which which is the creator of sea of thieves right so yeah. are you kind of like if i guess like a full-time sea of thieves uh streamer or is it like do you kind of like swap games a little bit uh, around that so um i would say that i probably play sea of thieves 80 percent of the time on stream yeah. but i have been uh, kind of venturing into other games as of recently and but I am mostly focused on Sea of Thieves but right. you'll see me you'll see me kind of hop around it just it really depends on the day yeah. and what I'm doing so well, yeah. what's the mood mood like right <laughs> yeah yeah because sometimes I feel like just 
being in a sh- like a shooter or something or i just want to do something more chill it just depends on yeah yeah on no, for game, sure. you know but but take us uh obviously since since you know this this podcast you know these the, the a lot of the people that you know are listening to this are kind of like you know business people they they they, they want to work in the, the business side of the industry esports streaming content creation all this yeah. good stuff and and take us a little bit true like i guess the process of working with with rare you know and, and the game sea of thieves and and kind of like ways that you collaborate sure so the good thing about uh being partnered with sea of thieves is that it, it allows you it gives you the ability to give back to your community right right so right. you have something to offer they basically give you an allowance they'll give you uh a lot to give away a month so anybody that's watching has a chance at winning really cool skins that you can't really get in game unless you win it and yeah. also uh, something called Twitch drops, which is really, really important to the community. Yeah. Anytime yeah. there's Twitch drops, that's when the viewership hits like like high, you know, like skyrockets yeah. because it's giving back to the community yeah. and yeah. making a lot of people happy. And it also in turn, uh, if you're a CFD's partner, it helps you also have more exposure on in Twitch in general. Sure, sure. Mm. And, and, and I guess like... Um, if we're starting to um, look a little bit into, I guess, like tips and advice that you have for, uh, for uh, I guess, like students and, and young professionals, maybe looking to start a career, you know, in streaming, either as a streamer itself, but yeah. maybe also as a producer, you know, kind of like behind the scenes, I guess. Um, okay. What kind of tips do you have for them? And second kind of like follow-up question i know it's a lot (laughs) right now but where where do you see the biggest need you know right now in in the streaming and content creation world Mm, okay so we're gonna i'm gonna start with the the first part with the tips um when it comes to twitch streaming the biggest tip that i give everybody is that go into someone's channel that you see has a purple check mark See what their about me looks like. See what their overlays look like. Kind of check to see how they interact with their chat, what they're doing, and then kind of use that as a as an example of what you should do. Mm-hmm. You take that and you make it your own. That's how I started. I saw somebody that had really cute things on their about me. I'm like, I kind of like that. I'm gonna do right. that, but in my own way, you know. Yeah. So the number one thing is you you work on your profile, your about me, get the, get it nice and fleshed out. And then you start working on your overlays for the stream. And the number one thing is that your audio needs to be good because <laughs> you can we can deal with no webcam, but an audio that sounds, you know, right. it's harder to, yeah. to handle. So um, webcams could always be upgraded. That's, you know, that's okay. But make sure you have a good, a good standalone mic, not a headset mic. Mm-hmm. And then from there, once you feel like you have everything kind of like your check marks, okay, you got my about me. You've got your video ready, your audio ready, your overlays ready, and your transition scenes, and your starting when you're ending, your just chatting scenes, whatever. Anything you need, when that is checked off, then you you hit live, go live, because you have fixed your profile the way you should, and you branded yourself. Now, one thing I've learned is that you're not gonna really know who you are until like, of, of maybe a couple of months from now, then you start kind of adding to your stream. Like, oh, I like this. Oh, I'm about this. You'll right. figure your you'll figure your way. Sure. You know, sure. but don't stress that. Yeah. Uh, another tip is networking. So it's really important for you to network. Uh, if you're starting off as a streamer, 
always network with somebody that is around your range of viewership. So if you have about five to 10 viewership, find people who are about five to 15 viewership, go and make friends, support them, follow them, go in their chat and say hello. The more you support other streamers that are in the same range as you, the more they're going to support you back. Mm-hmm. Make friends because friends is important. And yeah. what that's yeah. going to enable you to happen is uh, you guys are going to end up collaborating. You guys are going to merge communities and you're going to be, you're going to make a really good friend out of it. And then you just continue moving on like that. You continue networking in that way. So mm-hmm. that's like the, the number one tips that I have for everybody. And don't look at your view count while you're live. Like you don't want to see how many people are looking at you at the same time. Cause you're going to, you're going to feel bad if you only see like one person, like don't, because that's going to bring their mood down. So right. Just pretend like a hundred people are watching you every day and you're going to be fine. <laughs> that, that, that's some really great, great advice. And, and I'm, I'm thinking a little bit on, you know, you, you were looking you were talking a little bit about sort of like the examples and kind of like getting the inspiration from people. Like say, say, um, you know, that, uh, you sort of like, okay, I want to stream like about this game. Would you kind of like try to get inspiration specifically, you know, from streamers in that game? Or would you kind of like just explore a little bit about like, you know, kind of like the community, I guess, in itself of, of some, some names and people that you're like, you know, are, are not, not necessarily, you know, streaming that game that you're thinking, but are in the platform and are, are doing different kind of things. Like how, what is your viewpoint on that? I mean, you can always look around and, and kind of just see like different categories and different streamers and categories. Um, but I always suggest that you stick to one category just for a couple, uh, at least six months or so, just so you can build your community within that. And, um, and basically, um, from there, you can figure out if you're going to do variety or if you're going to switch games. Uh, for me, I, I started off with Heroes of the Storm. Yep. Moved on to Dead by Daylight, and then now I'm in Sea of Thieves. You know, right, right. So, so there are. It is possible to transition. <laughs> and and uh, mm-hmm. if we're looking a little bit on from like uh, I guess like producer side of things, like if you want to kind of like start, I guess being a little bit behind the scenes. What, what kind of what kind of tips do you have for them in in that? Okay. So it really depends, because uh, in the film world, a, a lot of people that I have met, the first thing they always say when they they think about you know, doing filmmaking, it's like, oh, I want to be a director. But have you thought about all the other amazing positions in the film world? It's not just about being a director. You can be a cameraman. You can work in costume and wardrobe. You can do art department. There's just so many endless possibilities to work behind the scenes that you can do, not just be a director. Now, I'm not saying you can't be one, but it's, it's a really hard role to take on. I always suggest start with a department. Work your way through that department, and when you're feeling satisfied, or you feel like you've gotten what you wanted, you move on, or you try to make your own, you know, your own films. You try to get it sponsored, however way you can. Uh, get a group of friends together, because that's one thing you'll. When you work on set, you're going to meet a lot of other hungry filmmakers who are ready to just work on something, and they're like, "I just want to make my own thing." Right. You can collaborate with them and create your own films and put them in film festivals to start. You, you know, you can think big, but sometimes you just got to start small and then build up, you know? Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And I guess like mm-hmm. looking at, um, you know, I guess the the streaming content creation world. Um, and, and what are some of the biggest needs that you see right now from, I guess, like from a perspective of people wanting to work 
in that space? Like, what what are some of the challenges that you're seeing that could kind of like be a way where people could okay, here here's a way that people can assist and help. You know, when they're kind of like looking now, like there's a lot of students, you know, looking to you know get some experience, you know, get their foot in the door, like yeah. you know, ha- trying to like help out, but they don't necessarily know like well, how do I help some streamers? How can I help? You know. Uh, what is their biggest challenges right now? How can I, you know, get involved, you know, without necessarily having to start streaming or or having to do like an education in film in order to start doing produce, like just how you see it right now. Okay. So if somebody wants to get involved with a streamer per se, and they want to help, the biggest number one thing um, is, can you edit a video? A lot right. of streamers have a lot of content and they don't have a lot of time to make yeah. a quick video to put on YouTube. So that's like the number one thing. And it's easy to edit. I promise you can look up a YouTube tutorial. You can edit like this. You don't need classes for editing. Um, so that's the number one way to get involved. You can reach out to streamers like, hey, I'm learning how to edit. Can I edit for you for free? And they'll be like, sure, here you go. This is a VOD. Go ahead and, and, and clip out the best parts of the VOD. And then, bam, you're making a montage for a streamer. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be super appreciative. And then that leads into a more personal relationship with them. Yeah. You know, with business, that is, you know. Sure. Um, another way to get involved, of course, is if uh, support. If you're there uh, every day, you're giving support to the streamer. It doesn't have to be monetary. Support comes in many different forms. Yeah. It could be just chatting with the streamer every day or or just, I don't know, creating like little funny snippets of clips or whatever it may be. If you're just there, a streamer will notice that that, yeah. that person's been spending time in their chat. And then another business relationship can form from that or just a a friendship in general, you know? Yeah. No, but I think I think that's some really good advice there of of, of just essentially being proactive, right? And and saying mm-hmm. like, you know, show that you're there, you know, and being presence. And you know, if if you are, and, and I think you're touching upon really, you know, something great as well is that, you know, in, in the digital age and sort of like with the pandemic, you know, we see a lot more people like doing digital initiatives. So like streamers and, and activities like that. So th- there would sort of like be an increase of people needing help with, you know, editing videos, you know, creating mm-hmm. content, like all this, all this stuff, because there's, yeah. there's so much content out there too. So you kind of like have to, you know, we, we talked about it before the stream consistency, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause like, see, for me, I being naturally like in film, I, I'm an editor as well. So right. I edit all my stuff Yeah. and I have not been able to sit down and edit this past week because yeah. I've been so busy. And so right. that's when somebody that edits or is trying to learn how to edit can come in and assist me and help me. And that could lead, like I said, into an actually like getting paid for your work, you know, or whatever is needed. Um, If they need hours for some sort of volunteer work or just want experience and Mm -hmm. and get to know the person more and learn from them. There's just so many possibilities, you know? Yeah. And and I'm just like, kind of like curious here as well, though, like what, Mm -hmm. What is your perspective on, on, I mean, like it literally just popped in my head right now. So I was like, okay, I got to ask this. Um, but, but what is your perspective on st- like streamers having uh, like kind of like internship opportunities for people, for students to, to well, help it depends. these kind of things? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. It depends on what the streamer has to offer. Let's say sure. the streamer has an esports organization they work for. Yeah. Uh, that would be a great way to offer an internship to somebody. Um, also depends on the size of the streamer because, you know, everybody, you, you may be a partner streamer. Yeah. But some people are on the lower end of viewership than others. And then there's others that have like 20,000 viewers. 
those type of streamers, let's say you you were to work with them, they yeah. I think will bring you more opportunities at the end of the For day. Sure. For but sure. But also, For like sure. I said, depends if they're working on with a specific organization or anything esports related. So, so sort of like essentially exploring those kind of um, you know content creators and streamers that are associated with any kind of organization or, yeah. or kind of like have a little bit higher you know viewer viewer account I guess to kind of like provide that range of opportunities and and yeah. I guess like in that sense though I guess like what would be your advice for for people maybe reaching out them because I mean like if you're you know looking looking at some really big big you know streamers then you know there's a lot of people that you know oh like I want to help out I want to do this I want to do that and kind of like how do you kind of like separate yourself and, and get that get that attention in a sense Okay, so um, that's a little harder, obviously, because it, it takes time to build someone's trust, especially if they're really, really big. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get noticed in the sea of things, honestly. <laughs> um, so for me, if I were somebody that was trying to get to know a bigger streamer or try to network with them, uh, I would obviously try to introduce myself through an email if they have a, a business email, kind of like um, express what I have to offer. Sometimes you're not going to really get anything back Right. Uh, but you put yourself out there. Also, let's say it's an organization. You could always reach out to them as well that you're interested. Um, it's like one of those things where you just like submit your application to like 30 places and maybe one or two places are going to come back with an answer. So it's it's one of those situations. Yeah. And then I guess like just just to add on to that, too, is is, you know, and I wanted to talk about because people people don't always see, you know, what's happening behind the scenes. Right. They kind of like mm -hmm. just see that. Oh, like. Sporting Global and Asuki are, are on a podcast right now. And, and nobody knows essentially like, okay, well, how did that essentially start, right? So, yeah. you know, we, we reached out to BBXH, you know, uh, another streamer and a good friend of you. And so we had obviously, you know, some good conversations and we had our own podcast and it's also going to be like, you know, uh, one of the moderators on, on, on the Invitational Summit that we're having in, in, in September. And then, you know, she opened the door to you. So, you know, also true, like getting that, you know, first connection, that first step into that world that, and, and you provide value, you're being obviously, you know, a good person and, and then being a good, doing a lot of good stuff, then that opens doors, you know, it's sort of like a trickle effect. Yeah. And I think that's important for people to know, you know, that it's important to take that first step, but there's so much opportunity that leads to, you know, getting that opportunity. Once you get it, you have to take advantage of that. Absolutely. And that's where networking comes into play. And that's the same thing with the film world. Like, let's say you get, um, cause this is how I kind of broke into it. I got my first opportunity given to me from there. I made sure that I got to know everybody on set right. and I got to talk to everybody. Cause that was my, that was my chance. Cause if I stayed mm -hmm. quiet, if I didn't introduce myself to everybody, if yeah. I didn't try, if I didn't do my best to make everybody's life easier on set, I wouldn't have gone as far as I have now in my life, you know? So when, when you network, when you meet that person, they give you that, they open that door, you better go knocking on every other door that you see inside that building. Yeah. Because you never know who else is going to open more doors for you, you know? 100%, 100%. Well, well, well with that, Asuki, I think it's, um, you know, a perfect time to wrap this up. You know, it's uh, it's a good advice. It was uh, 
a lot of fun and insights sharing with you and and we're super excited like i said to have you part of our uh, sporting global invitational esport summit happening you know 30th of september so everyone you know make sure to sign up for that and stay tuned for more information coming soon in the meantime you know make sure to check out asuki's you know stream as well we'll uh, we'll make sure that link is in the you know youtube video and all this stuff you know so you can you can check her out um and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe she'll uh you know open some doors as well who knows you know Aww. gotta grab gotta grab the opportunity <laughs> and uh Aww. and yeah no really appreciate you uh you know taking the time and being being part of this Suzuki. thank you again honestly i'm really honored to be a part of this uh, podcast and the invitational i look forward to it and you never know i might just like bring out all my cameras be like all right guys let's go <laughs> let's do it i mean like make a I documentary you, out of it <laughs> i think you maybe have to <laughs> yeah i think so like a behind the scenes documentary you know <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. maybe you maybe you have to like do like a produce uh, a uh, sporting global invitational uh after movie <laughs> yeah i'm always open to anything but seriously <laughs> thank you again for having me on <laughs> Uh, well, it was a pleasure having you here, Asuki. And, and for those of you that tune in, you know, make sure to like the video. If you want to see more streamers like Asuki, uh, write it in the comment, comment section below. Maybe write, like, who do you want us to interview next? Do that, you know, so we, we know. Um, and, you know, Asuki, we have, like, this fun tradition. Fun tradition oh. on our podcast. Okay. I'm like, it's, it's not super crazy, though. It's not super crazy. Oh. Um, so... With every video we do, we always finish with uh, some Norwegian. So you got to learn some Norwegian now. I don't know if you're ready for it, though. Okay. All right. Let me see. Throw it. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. <laughs> all right. So with every video we do, we always finish with the snuckes, which means see you later in Norwegian. So that's what you got to say. Okay. The snuckes. There you go. Nice work. <laughs> you did it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Asuki. <laughs> We'll, we'll Have talk a good you. one. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.